Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to Talking Trading. I'm your host, financial journalist, Caroline Stephen. I interview the best share traders in the world, best-selling authors and top-level life coaches. In these interviews, we hear the raw, upfront and personal. That is my passion. Let's get on with today's show. Our guest today is mentoree Stephen Warden. Stephen is interested in elite trading. He works to the definition of a pro and he sticks firmly to his idea of an archetypal trade by making sure that there's none of this going on. We hear how Stephen found the markets in 2016 and as a battle-tested trader where he made his profits. And Louise Bedford urges everyone to play big in mind power, to take life's bigger option and to expand, to have courage, to take risks and to be confident. I want you to play big. Take life's bigger option. What is the thing that is going to lead you to more success, more pleasure, more fun, more happiness, better results? When you have the choice to shy away or to step forward boldly, I want you to step forward boldly. Play big. It's the only way to derive everything that we want out of life in one fantastic bundle called your life. I'll give you an example. Chris Tate and I each year need to do continuous professional development in order to maintain our financial services license. We take it seriously. When we're in Japan doing our IFTA conference, the International Federation of Technical Analysts, when the next IFTA was announced, it was in Sydney. Now, as much as we love Sydney, both of us gave a sigh and just went, oh, because it wasn't playing big. It wasn't something that we hadn't experienced before. It wasn't something where we knew we were stepping into our own greatness. So we looked around at the other training courses available around the world, and we found two, one in New York and one in Toronto. And what an amazing trip it was. Not only did we rejuvenate ourselves and learn a heck of a lot, but we did take that big risky feeling option. It's easy to go interstate. It's not so easy to travel overseas. That's just one tiny example. And for you, where can you play big? If you're happy and safe and secure, 
I can tell you there is a part of you that is striving for growth and to explore a new area. Listen to that part. Listen to that quiet little voice that says, you can do more, you can be more, you can have more. And see where you're led. Don't just take the lives of those around you to be the best that you can achieve. Jim Rohn said that you are a sum total of your five closest friends, their average income, their average lifestyle choice, and their average ambition. You can hear that little voice inside you saying that you want more, you can do more, you can be more. That is the voice to listen to. And that voice will lead you into playing big. And that's the goal here. When we are at the end of our lives, what do you think you're going to think about your life at that stage? I'll bet that you wish you had have taken more risks, had more experiences, put yourself out there more, rather than shying away and compressing. Look at your trader's life. Where are you playing small? Where are you being timid and passive instead of confident and expansive? Take the big option. Play big and you'll live the trader's life. Hi, I'm Paul McGee. I'm the author of the book, Sumo, Shut Up, Move On. And I listen to Talking Trading. Stephen Warden is a trading game mentoree of 2009. His posts on the forum are followed closely and he's a disciplined, experienced and savvy trader. I wanted to find out how the markets were for him in 2016, where his big trades were, how his psychology was tested, how he'd grown this year and what he'd learnt. So in this interview, Stephen opens up about his trading execution and he defines exactly his archetypal trade. Trading elder Stephen Warden. Hello and welcome back to Talking Trading. Caroline, nice to be here. How have the markets been for you in 2016, Stephen? Um, well, as a trend follower, the profits from uh, from any year come aboard a couple of uh, very good trends, riding them and pyramiding aggressively. There probably hasn't been a great uh, number of those long-term trends unfold. Um, there are a few trades where I was able to aggressively pyramid, but they faltered. Um, an example, I suppose, of that was earlier in the year. We had the, the CAD-JAP short, um, the uh, pound-JAP, the pound-US, and they were three example trades where I was able to get some aggressive pyramids away, but they just reversed, and that's just what happens. Most of my signals for 2016 have come from commodities. Probably about 52% of those are closed, of the, of the closed trades have come from commodities, um, 26% from FX and the remainder from indices. So commodities for my system has been um, where the action has been. When the trends are reversed, at this stage of your trading, because you are so experienced, do you still feel some levels of frustration? Um, no, I don't actually. Um, that's a very good question. I, I think what happens in your early days of, of trading, you tend to take it personally. I mean, Chris and Louise 
continually talk about it's just you know it's the process of trading so i then go and look at if uh, those trades those archetypal trades that i have taken they they just um, continue on and that's where the money's made so that's just what happens and i need to accept it and if i if i cut myself up about it that's going to impact my performance do you get concerned about what's going to be put into your wallet no no that's also that over time that changes as well and i'll just go back to once again um it's about the process of trading not the outcome and the the typical trader focuses and we've all been there in the early stage of trading the focusing on how much money am i making that has moved to a mindset where you've got to focus on the process keep taking the trades um, that comply to your system and then you'll come across a spectacular winner and that'll be your profit for the year Stephen, what rough patches have you encountered this year? It's actually been quite a, a smooth ride for me psychologically. Um, I've probably continued to be a bit, and maybe the reason for that is I've been even more selective about the types of trades that I take. They must match my archetypal to a T. If not, I move on to the next opportunity. You might find a trade that just maybe sneaks into your criteria. Uh, you've got to let it go. You know, if there's any wiggle room, you've just got to let it go. Like I'm looking for a consolidation of three months. If it was two months and two and a half months, I have to ignore the trade. And that trade might go on to be a spectacular winner, but that's not my archetypal setup. So you've got to... Um, just to just move on, I suppose. I've only got a small number of trades. My, my trading system for the year for my daily system uh, is about 45 trades to date. So that's about, you know, one trade a week. And maybe some people think that, you know, daily trading requires you sit in front of a screen. It, it doesn't. The system that the mentor program teaches you is really about designing a system that suits your needs. So after each trade's closed out, I... Um, spend quite a bit of time doing a review and I had probably half a dozen trades where if I look at them they were slightly suboptimal um, but my money management was good um, and they weren't costly um, mistakes and they didn't really impact my overall performance. I mean Van Tharp talks about the costs of making mistakes in your system. You know, If you have four trades and uh, they were mistakes and each mistake cost 3R then that really affects your system performance. So I'm picking up that concept and you know my goal is to aim for 95% efficiency to get 95% of my trades bang on from a, an edge management, a money management and a trade management perspective. Stephen, let's look at the profits you've made in 2016. Where have they been? Really from two trades. Um, for my system, soybean meal and soybeans, they've been those spectacular winners where they have gone up significantly over a fairly short period of time. Uh, and they're, to date, they're the trades that have made the profit for the system. So if I take those two trades out, um, I would have probably had a well, not probably I would have had a I have a, would have a losing year year to date, but that's the way trend following works, and that's what we've been taught in the program. How has your psychology been tested, two thousand and sixteen? Yeah, good question. Um, from the soybean meal and soybean trades when they've uh, taken off, in the morning I tend to check Finviz, which is a, a US site which uh, tells you how the overseas commodities and currency markets have gone. I do specifically call one morning when the meal and soybean markets had been falling heavily um, and I'd pyramid aggressively. And when I saw the, the sharp decline overnight, I do recall myself with a little expletive and thinking, wow, that's going to move my account in the right direction. I had no excitement at all, actually. I, I only thought about the other people on the other side of the trade and thought, why would you be long when the, the, the trend is clearly down? 
it takes a long time, I suppose, to accept that you know we've been taught a trading system that can accumulate large sum of money in a short period of time. So it was really important then just to follow the process of trading, follow my rules, follow the system, um, don't be concerned about the outcome. You know, I'm a bit, a bit of a fan of Mark Douglas, and um, he talks about that, you know, infinitum, as, as the mentor program does, that um, the pros are, are focused on taking their edge, defining their risk, and they love the process of trading, and that's etched in my mind. I did have a, I did have a small, sorry, small number of mistakes that I've made where I've exited preemptively, and a, and a recent example that was a commodity trade with Robusta Coffee. Um, I'd been stopped out of a few trades, and I just thought I'll move the stop a bit closer. Um, it got stopped out, and you know what's happened, don't you? Yeah. We're five, we're five pyramids, initial trade plus four pyramids in as we speak today. So I have little idea of why I did it. It just seemed to be a subconscious thing. Um, we're talking about you know moving my stop would have. By not moving my stop, it would have been another $150 loss. That's nothing, really. That's I've got an etch in my mind. That's a trading error. So I printed out the chart. It's in my trading journal, and you know, plastered over the top. Error, error, error. So you know, we can always be a little bit complacent and just go, well, we're human beings. Chris talked about that quite a lot in the program, and you know, you've really got to punish yourself not to make those mistakes, and that's that could really impact my performance for the year and I won't know the outcome of that until that trade gets closed down so we're human but as I said I'm trying to aim for 95% efficiency. You do sound that you have internalized trading like a machine. Uh, well I, I'm, I'm trying to emulate being being elite and you know those types of traders that are successful um, can can trade like a machine and trade like a process. I mean, there's others in the in the program that uh, that are very good as well. So um, I think if you can focus on that, it will improve your performance significantly. What have you gained from trading this year? There's probably a number of things, I suppose, and it's just once again that trading like a machine. If that's a, a, a saying that you've you've used, is it's just a probabilities game and. You know, it's a little bit like a casino, and we've spoken about that before. That it's just a matter of taking the trades. It's probably easy easier for me to take those trades now. We were taught in the mentor program to print out an archetypal trade. For me, I, and I did that, but for me, I needed something about my mind. I needed more confirmation, so I spent a lot of time going back over trades that I hadn't maximised the performance in over the last few years. Uh, and I've printed I've printed them out some time ago, and I've got fourteen of them plastered on on my um, on my wall. So they all those archetypal trades all display for me the same types of characteristics. So that just makes the process easier because when I take a trade, does it look like that archetypal? Explain your archetypal trade to us. It's fairly simple. I'm looking for a congestion pattern over three months, a fairly tight range low volatility, daily and weekly align, they move into profit very quickly. So if it's floundering around, it's unlikely to fulfill that archetypal. Those those archetypals on the wall all moved into profit very quickly. You get the chance to pyramid regularly. You'll get stopped out on occasions for some of those pyramids, but that's you just keep going. It's fairly it's it's very, very simple. It's very basic and it's really the the, the nuts and bolts of what we've learnt in the in the in the um, mentor program, do you see trading as a numbers game? Completely, it it's, it is just a, it is just a game. But but we because we have an edge, it allows us to be profitable. 
and then there's there's mindset problems with that because when you get a spectacular trade it's very easy to to want to cash in and then cover your losses and then go all right well now I'm break even but you've just really got to let that, that those profits run on those trades so yeah it's a numbers game I'm going to you know as I said before 45 trades for the year most of them have been losers a couple of spectacular winners, a couple of small profits. So it's just a numbers game. So in your career of trading, could you sum the markets up for 2016 for us? Fairly boring, really. We haven't really had, with the exception for my system, for those uh, soy trades, um, we haven't had like the collapse of oil. We haven't had the, the collapse of, I mean, the pound's been weak, but we haven't had those opportunities to, um, you know, see a spectacular um, fall for my, my system rules. So, so drawing on your knowledge and experience, what encouragement and what advice would you give to other mentorees? Keep going. Chris talks about it. Just keep going. Uh, maybe scale back your risk just until you become comfortable with your system. If you're struggling taking those trades, just go back and do some research and print out those range of archetypal trades that you would have loved to have taken. Write down those winning trade characteristics. So those, you know, you asked me before about the setup that I used. That came from working on what's these winning trade characteristics for my system? What, What do they all display? Try and reduce the number of trades. Just be very selective. If you miss uh, one that turns out to be highly profitable, that doesn't matter because it didn't conform to your rules. Keep working on your psychology. Trading in the Zone, to me, is the best book that's ever been written about trading, and there's some YouTube videos on Mark Douglas. A trading journal, those closed trades. So when you've taken a trade, print it out. Did it conform with your edge? Did you have your money management rules in place? Did you trade your plan? Um, and you'll find then that you'll find it, you know, rewarding. But it, it's going to take time. You know, if I look at my, my system performance for the year, um, it was trade 21 before the soya bean trade kicked in and became the system profitable. So you've got to keep going. You've just got to take those trades uh, and, and commit to every trade that conforms to your definition of an edge. Stephen Warden, fantastic speaking with you this morning. Thank you for sharing 2016 with us. My pleasure, Caroline. And with the election hangover still over some of us, stay tuned next week for the Honourable Parliamentarian Sandra Norrie on life in politics, work-life balance and following your dreams. I'm Caroline Stephen from sunny Sydney. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.